Welcome to the Wrestling With Your Calling podcast with Dr. Conrad Davies. This podcast is intended to help unleash potential at your burning bush. As your fellow traveler and coach, my part is to help activate, cultivate, and empower you on the journey. Hey friends, welcome back. There's some things I want to bring to your attention about the book of Proverbs. So often the book of Proverbs is identified as a book of wisdom, which is true. It's about wisdom. But what we sometimes don't emphasize are things like understanding, knowledge, discretion, insights, teaching, instruction, justice, equity, prudence, discretion. Uh, I may have said some of these other things, but there's so many other things that are in Proverbs other than just wisdom. Now, I'm not discrediting Proverbs to be to say that, okay, well, Conrad, uh uh-oh, you're starting to step into spaces that are contrary to the teaching that I've received before, or you're maybe thinking like, okay, what is he talking about? I don't know how you're responding to my initial words. But what I do want to bring your attention to is that when we think about the Hebrew words used in just the thesis or the beginning, sort of the vision statement for the book of Proverbs, there's a lot that we can learn from in the book of Proverbs other than wisdom. Check this out. Here's what I mean by all that I'm getting at. In the very beginning of Proverbs chapter one, it says the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Now notice it says to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealings, in righteousness, justice, equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in their learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. In another context of Proverbs, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. They're two separate Hebrew words here, and they have different ideologies. Let me let me unpack some of this, and I want to tie this, eventually tie it to the calling and the invitation of God, where ultimately our invitation of God is to know him. It's eternal life. It's to be in fellowship with him. And when we are invited, we get to explore his depth the fullness of who he is, the beauty of his majesty. We get to explore all of him in beautiful ways. Now, notice some of the branches of who he is in all of him. So Solomon says this, verse 2, to know wisdom. Well, the word for there for wisdom is hakam, hakam. Other other derivations are chokmah. But this idea of wisdom in the Hebrew from my study, it's been to judge or to judge wisely, to make decisions about a matter that's w- with wisdom. It's wise. In many ways, when a person is judging with wisdom, they're, they're acting, judging, deciding based upon a circumstance, and they're able to see the beauty of what direction to go that could be a wise decision or a poor decision, but it's about judging or to make one 
a wise judge or to judge wisely. Well, when, what's often in the scriptures, we often see wisdom and understanding partnering together in the scriptures. You see, Solomon, uh, when he was given wisdom, the word for understanding is in there. That dream he had and the Lord said, ask for whatever you wish. Some of it he said, give me understanding to lead your people. We usually attach it to wisdom, but they're separate. Understanding is slightly different, but they partner together. So hear me not speak about these in independent silos and say that they don't connect with the other, but they're, it's different. So understanding tends to be this idea of separating, being able to distinguish, to be able to have a skill to see the components and the part of a thing. We, we, we make something distinct. So now put it this way. <clears throat> Wisdom and understanding operated when Solomon was judging between two um, prostitute women who both claimed that they, the ba- there's a baby that died. They both had a child. Um, you can read this in uh, first, uh, first Kings. They both have a child. One of them accidentally kills their baby, sleeping on them, um, crushing the baby, and lies about the baby. Not She's not the one who killed it, on and on and on. Well, Solomon is now the judge here. What's his understanding helped him to realize that he needed to get to the heart of the matter. Who is the mama? Who's the mama? So there's the components of having to address the heart and understanding is turning on where he's distinguishing and separating and, and, and using the beauty of this insight that God has given to him. Insight and understanding tends to be the same. We usually translate them as two different words in English, but in the Hebrew, it tends to be the same word used when we see insight and when we see understanding. So Solomon is getting insight and understanding, separating, distinguishing by simply saying, hmm, I can't really tell who's the mama. So let's do this. Let's cut the baby in half. And once he made a a decision to say, let's cut the baby in half, we start to see wisdom turning on here where understanding identified and separated the components. Wisdom now said, let's start making judgments. And when he said, let's cut the baby in half, it started to reveal who's the mama. No, 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 don't kill the baby. Just give, just give it to her. Just give it to her. And he then now made a, a judgment to say, yeah, she's the mama. She's the mama. Well, wisdom and understanding are partnering here. One is doing the judging, and the other one is separating and making distinct the different components and the parts of how it functions. So here's this second verse of chapter 1 of Proverbs saying, to know wisdom, which is judging, instruction, which really has to do with discipline, correction, admonition, chastening, trying to bring someone aligned to a way of doing understanding words of insight, which is this idea of separating, making something distinct. It also says to receive instruction in wise dealing. We want to be wise and deal wisely. There's this Solomon is now saying, hey, I want to teach you how to receive the instruction, the discipline, the the chastening, the correction in wise dealing. It's not just about wisdom holistically making judgment, but I want to give you, I want to teach you how to receive the instruction of that. And this wise dealing in righteousness, justice and equity. Righteousness is to be straight, to be right, to be innocent, to be upright. 
Uh, justice has to do with to, there's a judging there, but it's to erect, to defend, to rule, to govern. There's 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 a standard and the law that's established in justice, and so something being aligned to the standard. And if there's something off from the standard, justice has to align it back, whatever that looks like, to rule, to govern it, to punish, condemn the guilty. There's a standard that has to deal with justice, equity, this idea of being straight, to be level. To make something, make a way straight. So there's, God is the one who determines what is straight. And we can create our own equities if we wanted to. And we can determine to say, well, this is the straight way. Well, that's biased usually. But if God determines a straight way, um, he is the one who has the standard of what equity is. And this requires us to know him, to know what is equity, what's straight, what is his way. It goes on to say to give prudence. This idea of prudence is to make naked, to uncover, to be to to expose a thing, to really see what is something, what is what it is, whatever it is. If a certain person is prudent, they they're able to see something as it is. It's naked. It's uncovered. It's plain, um, and they and they become aware of what really is going on if they're prudent. So to give prudence to the simple, the simple tends to be the naive, the foolish. The ones that are open-minded, we use that word a lot in, in Western culture, we want to be open-minded, but that can bring naivety. Someone who's open-minded or can be gullible and they can just res- be responsive to whatever, especially if God is not their standard of learning, them being, having, being simple or open-minded, what that can do is that they're now drinking from another voice that's not going to be life-giving for them. And so to... Proclaim to be open-minded could be good if it's open-minded to the things of the Lord. But those this is referring to there's prudence to make things plain, to make things naked, to the simple, giving prudence to the simple, those who are naive. And for all of us, sometimes there's we, we're not been trained by a um, Hebraic culture. We've been trained by a Greek-Roman culture or or just a more polytheistic culture. There's a lot of things that we're, quote unquote, open-minded to that is affecting us. And what's happening is that we're not seeing the real prudent. We're not, we need prudence for that. We need to know how to really see naked and plain what is really happening behind the scenes of these things that we're, quote unquote, open-minded to and missing the fact that um, those things are not rooted in the Father. Further, this goes on to say knowledge and discretion to the youth. Knowledge comes from this word called yada. Yada is really a, a very intimate word. It's, the scriptures say things like Adam knew his wife. Adam, there's a knowing of his wife. There was a yada of his wife. And there's an intimacy that he knew his wife. Well, Proverbs 9 makes a comment to say the, the yada of the Holy One, the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And to think about that, to be intimate with the Lord, to know his ways, to walk alongside of him. He can give us wisdom like James talks about. He can also give us understanding, the knowledge, the intimacy, the closeness with the Holy One gives us understanding, gives us this ability to separate, distinguish things. We also get discretion. And again, I'm going on. You see all these different things that that are coming out of this first couple of verses of Proverbs. Now, if we think about all this, there's much more I can say. Um, there's tools that can help us to learn the Hebrew, see the Hebrew, see the original language. And that gives so much more insight than just simply say the book of Proverbs is just about wisdom. 
Wisdom is making those judgments, which is great. We need to know how to judge wisely on the earth and to make good decisions. But don't forget that there is a receiving of, of instruction, a part of the process. There's a giving of prudence as a part of the process. There's understanding that's a part of the process. There's instruction that's a part of the process. There's discretion that's given as a part of the process. There's listening. There's an increase of learning. All of those things um, are part of the process. And if we just boil it down just to only wisdom, we may not really know what's fully happening. We're, and we may not really understand the process of a thing. I said a lot there. <clears throat> Hope I wasn't too technical in, in sharing all this, but I want to tie this to a part of the journey of you being invited. The Lord wants to take you into depths of understanding and insight and wisdom and knowledge and discretion and prudence. He wants to give it all to you. He wants to show you righteousness, justice, and equity. He wants to help you to get guidance and to uh, understand Proverbs and words of the wise and, the, and their riddles and to increase in the fear of the Lord. That's, that's even another factor, the fear of the Lord. Sometimes that's just a confusing framework. Is it respecting God and having this reverence for God or is it literal fear? I believe it's both. Growing up, I was afraid of my dad's punishment. I was afraid of my dad. There was a respect I had for him, which actually triggered a real fear. Um, I was afraid of getting outside of his boundaries. I'm like that with the Lord. And though I have my own issues, my own wrestles, the things I wrestle with, there are times that when the fear of the Lord increases, I'm afraid of stepping outside of his boundaries because I don't want to lose out on the benefits. I don't want to lose out on the blessing. I don't want his wrath or his anger towards me. And so there's a real fear that comes. And so I believe it's both and. It's respect, reverence, and it's being afraid, terrified of certain things. But he says the fear of the Lord is the beginning. It's just the spark, the start. This is not something that um, we can say that it's the it's other things. It's, it's really just the beginning. It's the seed. It can seem insignificant. It's the genesis of the matter. So if we want in this part of Proverbs where he says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And another part of uh, Proverbs, Proverbs 9, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Well, it starts with fear of the Lord and letting his way, his standard, his frameworks, his um, desires, his way of doing be our focus. And we don't want to step outside those boundaries. So we start to increase in the fear of the Lord so that we can stay within the boundaries of what he has for us. And it's just the beginning. So then knowledge comes, wisdom comes. It helps us to hate evil and do all the other things that the fear of the Lord does all throughout the book of Proverbs. So uh, hopefully I didn't fry your brain today as you're listening through this. I'm hoping I planted a seed. And the ultimate seed I wanted to plant is that the book of Proverbs is not only just about wisdom. It has so much more for us to learn. The fear of the Lord, discretion, um, prudence, understanding, insight, righteousness, justice, equity. There's so much discretion. There's so much for us to learn from the book of Proverbs. And that's all a part of our journey. The more we get intimate with him, the more we know him, the more we start to say, oh, there's a process here of the way the Lord works. There's a process here of how the Lord wants to um, lead my life and guide my life. And we start to crave and pray for those things. So we start to go see the scriptures differently and say, ooh, Lord, give me understanding in this situation, not just wisdom. Or we may say, ooh, Lord, I need knowledge. I need, I need your instruction. Discipline me. Chastise me. We start to see the fullness of who he is other than just wisdom. Hopefully all this makes sense, friends. 
Hope you have a good rest of the day today. And um, as you're listening in, you may have to listen to this a couple of times just to catch the heart of what I'm trying to say. And again, I hope I wasn't too complex. Love you guys. Thanks for supporting. Talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. I hope this episode helped you learn more about your story and God's calling on your life. I also hope that you have been activated, cultivated, and empowered to become the ace you are called to be. Go and excel in the things you are called to do. Please subscribe to this podcast and become a monthly financial supporter of our podcast. If you haven't already, order a copy of Wrestling With Your Calling from our website, wrestlingwithyourcalling.com. Also, be on the lookout for new podcast episodes every week. On Tuesdays, there will be Dr. Conrad's insights on calling. And on Thursdays, you will hear new interviews from a variety of people who are wrestling with their calling. I hope you are encouraged today. Have a great rest of the day. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.